0: Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone.
1: Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galanti, along with T. Frank Carr. T. Frank, you had one week as an offensive coordinator. How does it feel, sir? Uh...
0: The pressure was immense, but I feel like we did some good work, and I feel like we got the job done. So, uh, you know, the job's never done, done, so we're on to the next thing. And, uh, oh, I'm bad at coach speak. This is clear. I'm bad at coach speak. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dying. I want to say something interesting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which, of course, would make you an unusual coach if you ever say anything interesting. Well, I'll tell you what, T. Frank. T. Frank. Your reign as the offensive coordinator is over. See, we thought James Franklin was kind of quick with the trigger, getting rid of an offensive coordinator after a year. I'm pulling the trigger after one week, okay? <laughs> and it's not, that, <laughs> it's not that you couldn't do the job as offensive coordinator. You're leaving things better than where you got them. But I just feel like we need some work done now on the other side of the ball. I mm-hmm. don't know if I i am not going to call it a promotion. It's a bit of a lateral move, but we want to take your expertise to the other side of the ball. This week, I'm going to make you the defensive coordinator. Are you ready for that?
0: Yes. Yes, I am.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, let's—before before you start your reign as defensive coordinator, let's talk about what happened— with the changeover from Brent Pry, longtime defensive coordinator, went to Manny Diaz. We only, you know, got what Manny Diaz? We hardly knew you. It was what four or five months. Now we're now it's time for the T. Frank era on defense. Yeah. But let's talk about Manny Diaz first, and what differences we would see with the Manny Diaz defense as compared to Brent Pry.
0: Uh, it's faster. Uh, that's the main thing is I think uh, you look at you look at they're basically the same thing. They're they're almost like, you know, evolution happens when you separate two common species over millions of years in different locations. They're basically the same animal, but they're horses and zebras sort of thing. Um, uh, Brent Price defense is a little more traditional, a little more three linebackers have some traditionally-sized football players up front. Manny Diaz is speed, speed with a side of speed. And then for dessert, you have some more speed. So everything's fast, everything's aggressive, everything's downhill. Uh, in a way, I think the ideal Manny Diaz defense shrinks the field into about 15 yards because you're playing on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Now, there's there's some boomer bust to that. There is some um, risk on the back end. But with a good defensive line, and that's why pressure is so important— it limits the options of the offense, and that's really the goal of most defenses is to do that. Either, you know, uh, traditional fronts with strength and size to prevent the run, put you in third and long, then you go after somebody with pass rushers, and, you know, that's when you bring bringing your sub packages on the field. But with Manny Diaz, it, it's it's attack, attack, attack.
1: And that, to the fans, sounds great. Until you have a game like uh, the Illinois game last year where someone just runs all over you because uh, if you're emphasizing speed on defense, are you de-emphasizing size and might you be vulnerable to someone just running the ball right down your throat?
0: You know, I don't know if that's accurate, too, because Penn State had two 300-pound tackles in the middle. They just were young. They did not know how to handle reach blocks. They had the same defense vents they had the whole game. It's just that you – and your linebackers – Uh, Brandon Smith is 240 pounds. He's not small. Like it was a, there were some bad matchups and there were some bad fundamentals up front and it was just a bad game. Like it was a bad game for the front seven guys that normally play with discipline that normally play. Well, Jesse Lucchetta wasn't particularly effective in that game. And Nick Tarburton also not particularly effective in that game. So guys that you would, you would expect to be good. Um, we'll get into some of the changes I would make and I think there's some that I, I'm going to agree with you here, but the the difference to me is never necessarily size. It's are you executing your assignment the way you should? And, you know, I, I'm sure we can semantics that out into being size, but, uh, you know, in that particular game, that particular instance, and those situations had a long conversation about 2019 and Minnesota. And it's like... Penn State fans remember getting run on the entire game and that Tanner Morgan had all day in the pocket. Neither of those things were true, but they felt true because of things that happened in that game. So, you know, I, I think on the most part, these systems aren't as weak as, as some fans think they are.
1: All right, let's take a look again what Manny Diaz is planning to do and then see if you're in agreement with it or if you would be doing something different, uh, T. Frank. I think the big change in personnel is Jonathan Sutherland moving from safety to linebacker. And although there's two different questions to that, is that Jonathan Sutherland can be a good linebacker Or is this a conceptual change where essentially we're now seeing a four two five where there's two linebackers and there's Mm -hmm. essentially an extra safety. Which is it and is it what you would be doing? It's both. (laughs) It's it's (laughs) both of those things. So that's like a that's another coaching answer. (laughs) You're not gonna commit to one or the other, right? Okay.
0: So I'll give you, I'll give you the five-minute answer here, even though we've got a 12-minute segment. It is a philosophical conversation about semantics, is what it is. But what we're doing is we have a, a position that we need to fill, and that position has specific jobs. So it's not as much about the body type, or it's not as much about the position as what am I trying to accomplish here. And the field linebacker, the Sam linebacker in Brent Price defense, the striker position in Manny Diaz's defense this is what he's called it previously. If you look at his old depth charts at Miami, this position primarily plays underneath coverage in the flat covering against bubble screens and uh, jet sweeps and uh, anything underneath, any underneath coverage. So to call that position a safety is incorrect because that position never plays in the deep part of the field. Now, when it comes to the body type, Penn State previously had used linebackers that had been at a minimum 230 pounds. I went back and I looked at most of them were about 230 or heavier. Um, and and they were safety-like in their abilities. Cam Brown was 6'5", 230. So he ran and he moved despite his size. Uh, you know, all the way up to Curtis Jacobs. Curtis Jacobs was another great example of a guy who has safety-like abilities He's 6'1", runs well, is like a box safety. So in a cover three, in a traditional NFL cover three, the box safety is playing on that side of the field. That's the exact same position, and it's the difference of five pounds traditionally, like 225 versus 230. So we're having a conversation about what is the primary skill and what are you emphasizing in that position because that position has two jobs. Support at the edge of the box, but for the most part, deny the space on that wide side of the field. So Penn State previously had used linebackers that had safety skills, and that's why you'd see them give up plays in the underneath coverage. You would see them at times, it's a really hard job to do, and they would be good in run support, but they would sometimes lag behind in underneath coverage. And if you look at their PFF grades or some of the metrics, that's where all of those bad plays come from. The ball's being thrown to the sideline. How are you supposed to cover that? in less than a second unless you knew the play was coming. If you're a coverage player, you have the tendencies to do that, and that's the switch. It's it's a priority of, to me, it's a priority of speed and coverage ability with run support and blitz ability. That's the difference in this defense versus what Brent Pry did.
1: So really what you're saying is this was a coverage linebacker position that now is being manned by someone who just happened to have been classified as a safety all along.
0: Sort of. And this is the the added wrinkle into what Penn State has done over the years is they don't recruit Sam linebackers. They don't recruit guys that are safeties that play. They recruit will linebackers that have the speed because Penn State puts their best athletes at the will linebacker and they introduce them to the game of football at that position and then eventually they graduate over and play in the box. So Penn State wasn't was never recruiting a a Sam. They were recruiting two Will linebackers every year and a Mike. So whichever one was ready to play earlier, they'd play at that position. So they had three linebackers on the field, but there was never like it. I don't think it was the priority that fans thought it should be, or that it might be that you want to have three of each position. You recruit each one of those every year. And that guy then plays for three years. It was kind of a revolving door at that position.
1: So, now you're taking over T Frank, what do you think of that adjustment?
0: So it's funny, I know last week I said not a whole lot is going to change and this is why when when I talk about James Franklin as a coach and people say he doesn't know what he's talking about blah blah blah, the things about like he's not he's a great recruiter, not a great coach. James Franklin gets the big picture. I agree with philosophically all of the coverages he runs. I agree with the offenses he runs to some degree. I, I would I would be a little less diverse. I'd be a little more specific in my in my schemes. But on defense, I would run this system. I would run a five two, probably more like Manny Diaz, and I would go after those elite players for that striker position in recruiting, because they're a very specific skill set. We can get into that in the next segment. But um this is this is what I would run. Jimmy Johnson in the NFL uh, was a long time great defensive coordinator. Uh, I I like his lineage, uh, his the 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 four three defense that he runs, the systems, the zones. I, I like two high safeties, hard to uh, play single high in in college anyway. But the ideas and the concepts that are baked into this particular style of this five two defense. I think it leads to flexibility. I think it leads to uh, greater diversity of coverages and good pressure. There are very few players that have one specific task on the football field because there's an opportunity for everyone to play both run and pass. I think it's balanced, and that's why I basically, i be running what Manny Diaz runs, essentially.
1: Just to clarify, you're calling it a 5-2?
0: I'm sorry, a 4-2. Thank you. A 4-2. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, we, five we five being
0: the finished. coverage players, five being the safety. I was re- I was reversing it like you have two safeties, two corners, and a slot player.
1: Okay, no no problem. I just wanted to make sure that we understood that we're we're not getting an extra uh, uh, defensive lineman, and you're sneaking them in without Lord, letting no. us know. <laughs> no no no. <laughs> the, the st- Very stealth-like on your part there, T. Frank. All right, that is it for quarter number one, where we kind of set things up. You said you like how Manny Diaz does things, but I'm sure you would like to add your touches to it, uh, T. Frank, to this defense. We're going to see what those things are in quarter number two.
0: This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. What defines the special spirit of Penn State?